everyone. Welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Pate Pearson. <laughs> I know my last name. And I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. And um, obviously my brain's not connected today. But if you're listening for the first time, this is the best podcast for publishing and marketing tips, motivational quotes, and tons of advice and ideas on the craft of writing itself based off of great and awful movies. And this episode is going to be a little bit different. What are we doing for it? Um, we are doing the original. We're doing a comparison. A comparison, yes. Of the original versus the... Remake. Yeah, of what movie? Ocean's Eleven. Yep. Normally, I hate remakes. <laughs> Let's not get into any discussions okay. right now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, our kids are downstairs and we can hear them running around, so we will get interrupted. It's almost a guarantee. But in the meantime, uh, let's see. Do you have any updates? Uh, I'm working on something you won't see for a long time. Yeah, it's taking it's taking a long time. It's coming along very nicely, though. It is. Yes. Uh, if you go to his his Instagram account, account Art with Nolan, you'll be able to see the head of the Night Gaunt. That is in progress. It is. It's it's in progress, and it's got the most likes out of anything he's posted so far, and people are still liking it, even though it's been a few weeks. It is one of my greatest creations. I thought our children were. Artistically, <laughs> it is. It's it's very nice. It's very good. Um, I'm still pregnant. That's something that they probably want to know. I don't know that they do or don't, but maybe we should record the next episode from the hospital. That sounds like a terrible idea. I think so too. Anyway, um, I am doing five days. When you listen to this, am I doing five days? Yeah, I'm doing five days. When you listen to this on Thursday, I'll be doing like three days because I'm due on Sunday. The C-section is scheduled for the 18th, so we have a little bit over a week and a half to go, and I am guaranteed not to be pregnant after the 18th. This week's episode is, like what we said, Ocean's Eleven comparison between the original and the new one. And next week's, um, I'm not sure we might do a movie. It depends on if the baby comes. Like, we'll watch a movie and then get ready, but if the baby comes, then we might not have an episode next week. Or we might just record ahead of time. And then have it go live, but but we will definitely be having a short episode or two or even three over the next few weeks. Anyway, okay, Nolan. Um, oh yeah, my reader magnet system. I'm changing my whole entire system for for the free books that I give readers. Instead of giving books that are available online, I am giving only books that are available exclusively through my list. And instead of giving three or four of those, which I do have, I'm giving one box set. So I combine them all into one box set. So they only get one free item from me. It's a box set of stories and books. So it's, you know, it's bigger than a bunch of individual stories. And I'm only doing it once. And um, we're, I'm just going to see how well that goes. The whole goal with that is to make it so that they're not getting too much free stuff. And so they have more of a reason to join my newsletter list because, you know, then they don't go and download. Then they'll go and download the full books that are online. Let's see. I think that's pretty much it for this week. Um, I'll talk about that more in depth. Maybe we should do a short podcast episode just on reader magnets and, and the whole system and everything. But anyway, Nolan, you want to go ahead and give the quote. Hoping will not get you to where you want to go, only executing consistently on the things that you know bring success. Sean Manaher. I feel like we've done that one before. I didn't I didn't, didn't mark, next mark it next to it. I've probably just read it so many times that um, it sounds familiar. Um, okay, so Sean Manaher is the owner of Reading Dills. And let's see, you want to read that again for my brain? Hoping will not get you where you want to go, only executing consistently on the things you know bring success. Okay, so explain that. Once again, we have talked about 
talked about this sort of thing before executing yeah um don't say i work harder than everyone else well how many projects have you completed yeah yep. uh, well mm-hmm. maybe even not well i mean mm-hmm. well at the time and then you yeah. look back and it's not well but you know how much of that have you done yeah you, you know keep doing that stuff yeah agreed exactly so um so execution is what matters hoping it doesn't matter and that kind of goes back to that one quote that said people judge you on what you do not what you plan right you know so if you want to um, be known for being a writer then write and complete and publish you know anyway okay so the tip for today is we're talking about creating a newsletter list i'm going to talk about i've got six different newsletter services that i'm going to talk about we'll only go into three this week otherwise the tip would be forever long and um, the first one is MailChimp, mainly because that's the one I most recommend because it is perfect for the vast majority of authors' situations. So it's free up to 2,000 subscribers. And at that, and then after which it get, becomes about $20 or more a month, depending on the number of subscribers. The free option offers the ability to have um, automation sequences, which is arguably, arguably one of the most powerful things you can do for your author career. And um, let's see, what I love about MailChimp is it gives authors complete power over everything they do. Um, basically, they enter, they integrate with pretty much every service out there because they're so widely used. And they have a, t- a huge knowledge base for if you ever get stumped, and not all services do. Um, let's see, it's very professional and it's very powerful. I have never had a problem with MailChimp, never. And I've been using them for several years now, four years. I use my dad's server. My dad's um, my dad ran a server, and I, he had email lists, and my email list was on his server before then. Anyway, okay. So then the next one is Aweber. It's another one which I do recommend just because it's very solid, and I only hear good things about it. They have a free thirty day trial, after which users are charged um, about nineteen dollars a month for up to five hundred subscribers. And I'm not sure if this is how much they all cost anymore, but it's going to be roughly around this area. And then all levels of use include every available feature, which is um, nice. Um, that's pretty much the same with MailChimp, but it's not the same with the other some of the other ones. And then we've got MadMimi, which is email marketing made simple. Uh, it's free up to 100 subscribers, after which it's $10 a month for f- um, 500 It's more affordable, but it does have some clunkiness where grouping and segmenting are concerned, just from what I've heard from other authors. It also does not integrate with as many things as, say, Aweber or MailChimp. And Aweber does not integrate with as many things as MailChimp, but they are very close. So those are the ones that we'll talk about this time. Next week, we'll talk about MailerLite, YMLP, and ConvertKit. And I do need to actually make sure the YMLP even exists still. I haven't heard anybody talk about them in a long time. So, yeah, so, excuse me, that's next week. And let's go on to the movie now, if you're okay with that, or both yes. movies now. The movies, yes. Yeah, and like I said, it's going to be different. We're not going to be going... We're not going to be talking about character just development, anything like that. So basically what we're doing is we're comparing the original Ocean's Eleven, which features Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., etc. And we're comparing that with the George Clooney version of Ocean's Eleven. And if you haven't seen any of the Ocean's Eleven movies, they're basically heist movies where they rob casinos in Vegas. And it's Aftermath. And the and Aftermath. The Yes. Okay. So Nolan. Um, okay. So talk to us about the characters in the old versus the characters in the new. I, not like we don't need to go into depth, but what 
striked you struck you as different between them? They spent a lot of time on them, and I don't feel like I really knew which movies. The old ones. So the original, nineteen sixty-three or whatever it was. I don't know. It was the sixties. Yeah, but... uh, they spent half the movie recruiting everyone even more than half the movie i mean it was a huge chunk it's a huge chunk so getting the team together is like a big thing and they're all army buddies from world war ii they're all in the 82nd airborne yeah 1960 Uh, is when it came out yeah okay Mm -hmm. um so this is like 15 years after the war so they're all like middle-ish aged now Mm -hmm. and um, they're all professionals in their personal lives or avoided having personal lives, depending on who they're. Um, no, I'm saying the actual actors. Oh, yes. Like Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. They're all professionals. I mean, yeah. they're hugely known. Yeah, yeah. So these are like some of the most famous movie stars at the time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, since. And singers. Yeah, and <laughs> singers, which they do a lot of singing. That's something uh-huh. else I noticed. That yeah. George Clooney doesn't sing in the <laughs> remake. Um, but they spend an awful lot of time doing not character development, but... Trying laying to, the groundwork. Laying the groundwork In of the very... characters, but not the the heist. Exactly. The heist itself is actually one of the smallest aspects of the movie. Yeah. And that was when things that honestly started getting interesting for us. Like, we were both so bored, we almost didn't finish the movie. The characters' personal lives weren't interesting. They weren't quirky yeah. or fun. Um, it was really boring. Honestly. It was as if the main actors, their agents, were like, you have to give this person this much screen time. Yeah, and then they just did, and it was and like didn't them. give it any other reason. Yeah, yeah, it was not efficient. Yep, storytelling. Let's just put it that way. No, and it's funny um, because the original has a six point six out of ten on IMDb, and the new one has a seven point eight. I would say the original is like a four. You know? Yeah, um, we did not like this movie. <laughs> no, no. I mean, even the ending. We'll talk about the ending in its own point, but we were both like, "What the heck? That's the ending?" You know? So, um. But what I noticed, the characters between the two of them, the characters in the new one are far more interesting. Like, they're quirky, you know? And they each have something that they're more makes memorable. them memorable. Yeah, yeah they're more separate. Mm-hmm. From um, each other. Yeah, because some of them, they don't even really have backgrounds at all. Like, the main people, like, they just talk about how they were, you know, like, Sergeant What's-His-Face, Sergeant Ocean mm-hmm. from the 82nd Airborne, and mm-hmm. they don't really get into... Anything about him. We don't really care. We know that he's estranged from his wife. You're right. And that's pretty much it. Pretty much it. And then none of the other characters have personalities or uh, the goals or the lieutenant does vaguely who should be the leader, but isn't it's that's actually a good point. Danny Ocean, but whatever. Um, yeah. That's Dean Martin's character, isn't it? No. No. Oh, Duke. No. No. Which character is that one? Is the lieutenant. I don't even remember. He's the snooty guy, you know. He's, oh, yeah, yeah. Snooty rich guy was yeah. actually the person in charge of their unit. He, but he, he came defers, up with, yes. He defers to Ocean, but not in, like, a way that's... I mean, he just... Ocean just takes over and does everything. And Doesn't he's he? Kind of he's like the planner never executes the planner. Is He's the one that planned it, right? No, the, the Ruben-esque Italian guy is... Yeah, I thought that's... Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the characters in the new one, as I was saying, they're far more interesting. They have quirks. Um, Rusty's always eating. Uh, you got the Mormon twins who are always fighting. Linus is self-conscious and timid. Reuben is loud and boisterous. Saul is stern, proper, and professional. Um, and then um, what's-his-face Don Cheadle's character is, like, kind of vulgar and very abrupt. Like, a, you know. He's their, yeah, street smart uh, yeah. kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then in the older one, the only thing I really noticed was there were a lot of awesome suits, but mostly boring characters. Like, yeah. they are better dressed. Yeah, I'd <laughs> say that's true. 
Um, everyone was better dressed. I mean, Vegas looked like some place I would still not visit ever if I had to. But, <laughs> but you're like, hey, least, it actually looks like... They bothered to cover their butts. Yeah. Just saying. Um, yeah, so that was the first thing we noticed was how long setting the scene took. And the okay, and so how much everyone smokes. Um, <laughs> ex- oh my gosh, yes. Everybody's smoking Chimneys. constantly. I was yeah. like, no wonder everybody from that era died from lung cancer, you know? Um, but the whole planning stage for the heist in the new movie is more technical and more complicated. And yet they condensed it to a quarter of the original movie. Like, so then us meeting the teams and who, what everybody's going to do in the original, it took the first half of the movie. I'm, I'm not even joking. You know, no, it really was half the movie. Like, yeah, it, it was like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And it's like, nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. It was like, Hey, you want to go do a heist thing? No. And some people are like, no. And others are like, Yes. And then they're like, how about now? And he's like, okay, I'll do it now. And the guy's <laughs> like, you're going to be, the doctor's like, you're going to be dying soon. And he's like, okay, I might as well go rob a bunch of, yeah, you know. Well. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, we we both have comments on pacing, but that that's going to be one of Nolan's takeaway, takeaways. And so we'll put that for him then. But um, yeah, like I was saying, so the heist itself, it was not believable, even for the 60s. Like they, there was nothing that made me feel like they could actually get away with what they were doing, you know? Apparently, pausing for someone to look away and then going through a door <laughs> is how you rob five casinos. Different casinos. And that was exactly <laughs> what I was going to use as an example. <laughs> like, they they pause, they look around, and they open the door, and they go and do something illegal. And it, that's pretty much how they robbed the entire thing. Uh, yeah. Um, Sinatra throws a chip on the ground. The security guard looks at it. It was like a $25 chip. Yeah. And then they rob a casino. Yeah. Just like that. Yep. Yep. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, they did wait until the countdown of midnight on New Year's Eve, you know, when there's a little bit more chaos chaos than usual. Uh But still, it felt. And like, there's, I mean, 1960s, there were cameras. There should have been security cameras. They never really addressed anything, you know? They didn't have security cameras. They had oil lamps ready to go. Yeah. And candles. And nobody had cell phones. It was so weird. <laughs> yes. That was one of the things I noticed the most is the, not the lack of cell phones, but then they're like, hello, operator, I need you to call somebody. And then like, yes. they would call them and then like say like, I have so-and-so on the line for you. Yeah. And it's at like 10 minutes later, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just like, what? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So basically this movie consisted of a lot of pausing by a door and looking around and opening and. All all five casinos got robbed successfully that way. Yeah, it wasn't, and like they blow up a, like a power. Yes, the power line. Power lines, and then the lights are on like ten minutes, five minutes later. That's pretty impressive repairs. I'm not really yeah. sure how, how that worked. It, yeah, <laughs> especially um, in the '60s when you know. Yeah, it's not like they can like let's reroute the power grid then. Yeah, like, and they couldn't do that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and figure out where it had blown. You know, yeah, they didn't have the technology the back then. on the grid. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, and then they they used uh, the fluorescent um, paint paint, so which was could... kind of fun. Honestly, that was actually I was like, that's interesting. So explain least. what they how that worked. They used it so they could see in the dark, like they had with special glasses, right? So only they, so they could see where they needed to go in the dark, while everyone else couldn't see. Yeah, and like which door to go through. Yeah, uh, for you know to rob which casino. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy who spray painted the door again, nobody noticed. Yeah, like he's spray painting doors. It's still wet paint on a door, even if it's not fluorescing. It's gonna be wet while and noticeable while it's wet. Yeah, yeah. There were so many issues with this, but they, you know, at least that was 
interesting. Yeah. And like, at least things got interesting once the heist happened. And then yeah. there's like a lot of after the heist happened. Mm-hmm. But the heist that, was like five minutes long. I know. It was, I was so disappointed because we were finally getting interested. And then. So the heist, it's not a heist movie about heists. It's about the people that go into the heist that have really boring and meaningless lives. Yeah. And then their <laughs> lives are equally meaningless and boring afterwards. Mm-hmm. If you live. The probably the most exciting thing that happened is the guy. He's probably the luckiest guy because at least something interesting happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, hard attack guy. I forget mm-hmm. his name. Doesn't yeah. matter. He's yeah. not important enough to have a name. Yeah. The only character I actually enjoyed was Duke because right? he was they like he gets the hired by the, the casinos. Yeah, well, they the... get he gets hired by the casinos to figure out where their money went, and he approaches the heist the heisters, and he's like, "Give me fifty percent," you know. Yeah. And I'm like, "Good for him." I'm like, "Not good for him." As in, in real life, I wouldn't do that, but in a movie, he in real life, interesting. I would do that and it's fine. Jeez, oh, no. I would, what I would <laughs> like, I'll hide you guys from the casino owners if you give me fifty percent of the money. I don't remember what ended up happening with him. Do you? He just sits down at the funeral, and that's the end. Yeah, they don't ever. They don't tie a lot of things off. They they don't tie things off with his wife, with his mist- uh, Ocean's wife or mistress. Yeah. Well, kind of with the mistress because he pretty much tells her to get lost over and over. I know, but I felt like she was going to come get her petty revenge yeah, later on and true. mess up the heist and then yeah. she never did. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that... Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the ending. <laughs> they don't keep the money. They incinerate it. I, I don't know how the book went. We should check out the book, the book? to see if they get the money out because it's based a on a book. Yeah. So in the book, do they get the money in the end? And, and in the 1960s version, they're trying to be more righteous for their viewers. And no, so I'm, this is like, but it's it's Vegas, right? You yeah. walk away with no money that, you know, that's how most people leave. Are Vegas. you seeing meaning in the ending now? No, I'm saying it's boring. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying I see why they could have made that choice yeah. is they 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 scored big mm-hmm. and then they lost everything yeah. you know that's vegas really in and a nutshell like people see, gamble and then they're like okay one more time yeah and then they lose everything and they walk out of town with no money and the way i saw it was the this producers and the storytellers are like well they have to win because they're our heroes so they win nobody gets caught like the cops don't figure out it's them but they don't get to keep the but money but they're thieves so, so they don't get to keep them yeah so there's the moral of the story like you can't have thieves be the main good guys and you can't have them win but i was like it was very unsatisfying it was incredibly unsatisfying yeah because the money so the, they hide the money in a coffin and the guy gets cremated right because they think that coffin was supposed to be shipped out of town and that's yeah. how they're going to get the money out yeah. of vegas Yep. But then it, they end up having a. His wife doesn't want to pay to have it shipped, and so she has it cremated. And cremated. And Would they're they all cremate different... the coffin too. Yeah, they put the whole thing in there. Oh, do they? Okay, so I didn't know that. I was like, why they used wouldn't to, they? Anyway, yeah, they were just okay. Like, why um, don't they open it up and find all those bags of money? Right, because they found the paper wrapper for the the around at the beside the coffin. Yeah, and actually, that was I was gonna say like. Um, these, these guys, they pulled off this huge heist and then they left this huge piece of evidence. They put right. a money bag next to the coffin, an empty money bag with a, yeah, with a $10,000 paper holder band around it. You know. Yeah. And I'm like, really? And the cops details, didn't like, you know, details jump yeah. on that. <laughs> well, they didn't never found out cause and, Duke found out. Yeah. And the heist guys never. Yeah. I mean, they Nothing wouldn't have found. made, they would not have made a mistake that big. Yeah, well, it did. Yes, they did. Yeah, anyway, so the original the new movie, or the ending of the new movie. It just seems dumb. Like, sorry. Because they could have just waited for, like, a really long time and then walked out of town with the money. Because mm-hmm. they're like, we have to get the money out of town now. No, they hid it in a garbage dump. Nobody's going to find it. 
Yeah. You could have hit it true. anywhere, yeah. like literally anywhere, and no one cares. Yeah. And they, you have any idea how many places I could hide things? I mean, they hid it in the garbage dump, then they went and got it, and then put it in the coffin. Yeah, they could have just left it in like, the yeah, garbage Yeah, exactly. Dump. We need to get out of town. Like, you can't live for like six months without mm -hmm. this money. Yes, you can. Just go yeah. live your life for six months, and then know you're going to have a million dollars. Oh, that's another thing, another problem that we noticed with the movie. They're searching all the cars individually yeah. as they're leaving the casinos, and they let the garbage truck through. Yeah. Without even, they're like, they're like offended that he's even there. Get this garbage truck out of our sight, you know? Okay. He's like, okay. He's got all the money in the back of it. I mean, that's not, unless the cops back then were really that stupid, which I don't think they were, you know? They had kerchiefs. <laughs> Does that make yeah, a difference? Jaunty. It was jaunty. I liked it. <laughs> that's oh back to our neckerchief conversation of how many episodes oh my gosh by the way listeners we've been doing this for over a year now what isn't that crazy happy podcast anniversary is there a word for this i don't think so but we nolan and i also had our anniversary two days ago happy regular anniversary yesterday i mean yeah three days ago for the listeners for when this goes live but Okay, so the new movie, the ending in the new movie is so much more satisfying because, you know, you're cheering for them to get the money. I mean... Yeah, I wasn't cheering for these guys to get the money because I didn't no, care about them. didn't care about them. With with Ocean, um, they Danny Ocean in the, in the new one, he had a reason for robbing. It wasn't just the money. Right. And so we wanted him to win because right. we believed his motives, you know? Yeah. Yeah. These guys had no motives that I noticed. They just kind of were bored and they're like, let's let's do it. You know, they're like, hey, we learned how to do a bunch of like covert stuff in the army. So maybe we should rob a casino. Yeah. What? Exactly. <laughs> Five casinos, no Five less. Casinos. Sorry. Uh, anyway. OK, so um, moral of the story. And I actually was teasing our be better thieves. <laughs> um, on In the book bub group, I was teasing them like I was saying is are the originals better? I mean, our original movies better and our black and white older movies always better. And the answer is no. Very solidly no. Yeah, certainly not in this case. Yeah, the remake is much better than the original. What do you say about Sabrina? Sabrina? I think they're both good for different reasons. Yeah, I like both of them quite a bit. Um, mostly I don't like remakes. Yeah. Mostly I'm against them, but yeah. um, not this time. No. I was wrong on this one. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're gonna go. We're gonna go old school with the style, and they're like, no style points, and they didn't have yeah. style points because they didn't do anything. We were noticing their pocket squares quite a bit, though. Lots of people have pocket squares. Lots of tuxedos after six p.m. as you should. <laughs> but the whole point was, we were excited to watch the older ones because we enjoy the newer ones, and we're like, their their base yeah, materials got to right, be good, right? And it was not good. It was not. No. <laughs> anyway, so should we do trivia now? Yeah. Okay, so as can be expected, the trivia for the original one isn't as good as the trivia for the new one, probably because it doesn't have as big of an audience. Um, but one thing that I forgot to write down on here was Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, lost his eye, his left eye, in 1955, and this was filmed in the 60s. And if you notice, I noticed this while watching, they almost never showed the left side of his face, and when they did, it was a little bit far away, so you can't tell that he's missing his eye. I thought that was kind of fascinating. They do bring it up in the movie. That he'd lost his eye? Yeah, I totally missed that. I missed a lot about the movie. I was having a hard time following it. <laughs> um, okay, so some of the actresses were given cars instead of credit for the film, and a bunch of them took parts just to hang out with the Rat Pack. They didn't want the money, and so the director and producers gave them cars instead. I'm like, I'm, I will take, I'll take a car, you know? Yeah. Some of those cars were kind of, kind of awesome. Um, a large portion of the movie was ad-libbed because the um, actors knew each other so well. And let's see... 
the actors and the singers, they had night shows in Vegas and filming for the movie took place right after they finished their night shows before the sun rose the next morning and before the actors went to bed. And so most every single scene was shot like at four in the morning, Wow! which that's dedication. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously there were some daytime shots that, you know, were recorded, but um, Sammy Davis Jr. When he's driving the dump truck. He had to wear wooden blocks on his feet because he couldn't reach the pedals. <laughs> like, oh, that's kind of cute. Um, and speaking of that, the garbage truck, the most difficult task for filming was convincing Clark County officials to let them use one of their garbage trucks. Nowadays, you know, that's easy. But back then, understandable. And Nolan, you'll like this one. When uh, Frank Sinatra first heard the idea for the movie, he said, forget the movie. Let's pull the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Okay, so trivia on the new movie. The cast gambled during off hours, and Clooney managed to lose 25 hands of blackjack in a row. I don't know how much money he lost, but... Um, the Bellagio let the crew tap into their security system to get real footage, which is cool. I mean, can you imagine trusting that much? I can't. They probably reviewed the footage afterwards. But... That's true, right? Um, the whole cast worked much less than their usual salaries to bring down the budget. And it was an awesome cast. And I'm going to say it's a nod to the original because the original cast was quite huge, you know? Yeah. And so this one, they got huge actors for this one, you know? Several of them were very well known for other roles. Most of them actually. Yeah, it, like it, it would have been impossible to make if they all got paid the, the way they the would usually. Summer. Yeah, because at this point, Julia Roberts was getting $20 million per movie. They'd all be getting $20, million, $20 yeah. million. I mean, it would have been $200 million just for the budget for the actors. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, so during takes for the scene when Rusty and Linus are watching Tess when she comes down the stairs, Rusty ate 40 shrimp. It's <laughs> a lot of shrimp, man. <laughs> in, in one sitting. So, you yeah. know, cut, record, cut, you know, redo. You know, I'm like, 40 shrimp? Oh, I would have puked. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much and that might have been over one or two days but i didn't get that impression from imdb um don Cheadle, that's how you say his name isn't it yeah he isn't credited in this movie because he wanted to be listed with clooney damon and pitt the studio refused and so he refused to let them um put him in you know the credits which i guess does hurt the studio because his fans then don't know he's in it um rusty's doctor wig was mike myers wig from austin powers nice <laughs> i thought that was awesome and then the the Bellagio fountain scene, the director said that Rusty had to leave first and Saul had to leave last and that the others had to leave in the natural order that they would go in according to their characters, which I thought was kind of fascinating. Uh, Rusty would leave first. That's his personality, you know. Okay, I'm done. We'll see you all later. And Saul, you know, more thoughtful. He would leave last, you know. Uh, speaking of Saul, I didn't write this down, but apparently filming any of the... His, Carl Rainier or Carl Rainier, I don't remember how... Uh, anyway, the guy who plays Saul... Um, he, in this movie, is like super uptight, very professional, very, you know, if you ever ask me that again, I'll, you, you know, you'll never see the light of another day or whatever he said. He's very, very, very stern. But apparently in real life, filming scenes that were serious was almost impossible around him because he was so funny because he laughed. And when they were not filming, the whole crew, including all of the big actors, they would all surround him and listen to him tell stories because he was hilarious. Um, and I did look up top billing. So top billing is people who get listed first at the end of the movie and who are biggest actors and generally are paid the most. And so the whole um, potato pill thing, she, the main actress didn't get top billing, um, which I still think is in, insane because she wasn't in the movie the most. I mean, she was in the movie the most. Anyway, so that's um, the trivia. I'm hearing the gentle um, screams of children in the background, but they have not interrupted us yet. 
they're playing. Takeaways? Hopefully. Yes, they're hopefully playing. Yes, we can do takeaways now. Go ahead. Pacing. <laughs> when will you learn the world and <laughs> all the creators in it? Um, it was so slow. It, like, it, it was. was so painful. Just mm -hmm. throw some interesting stuff in there, some complications. Yeah. Uh, there was just like one real complication is when guy has a heart attack. Yeah, exactly. And, and, the, and they, the, they figure out who. They're impatient and can't just wait for a few days till people stop checking. Yep. That wouldn't last for very long. But I mean, um, it led the um, officials, officials like Duke figured out who it was who'd done it just because of the guy who died, you know. And so that was a big complication that didn't really go anywhere because, you know, people would have figured it out. If he figured it out, cops would have figured it out and they would have led to the main characters. Yeah. But yeah, nothing really happened. No. Um, and the other one is the reader promise or viewer promise in this. I, I was promised a heist and the heist is not really part of the movie. Yeah. It's the least significant portion of the movie. Yeah. It was like supposed to be the best part. Yeah. It's a heist. Let's steal some money. And they spend like, it's like they just go with, make a withdrawal at the bank. Yeah. And then they lose the money and yes. that's and that's that the whole was, movie i was like well, yeah there isn't a lot of tension yep um or suspense or none of that no we weren't nothing was getting our more happened later with duke i like watching him figure stuff out yeah he was the most itself. interesting character to me he certainly was he's the main character to me yeah um yeah, so pacing, get your pacing right, stop making it boring, right? Mm -hmm. And what was the other one again? Um, the heist promise for readers. Yeah, because I was promised a, like a gripping heist, and yeah. that wasn't in it. Yep. There was not a heist. Really. Um, so, okay, my takeaways are pretty much the same, though slightly different points. Um, know your genre and write to your target audience. As Nolan said, this was a heist movie. We wanted to watch a heist. And it's it, it's listed as a comedy, a crime, and a music and listed under comedy, crime, and music, and it doesn't do any of those very well. It's not really funny. There's a couple funny parts. It's not crime-esque oriented. I mean, a little bit. It's a heist and the music. They do sing, but it's not a musical, you know? And so it just, I think they failed on every... You failed. <laughs> you failed on everything. Sorry, yes, saying on every side. Um, though apparently the guy, I don't know who it was, but one of the people involved in this movie was so impressed with Frank Sinatra that he signed a like 20 year contract with Frank Sinatra to make all these movies. And he was so impressed with the finished product that, and I was like, man, I wouldn't have. I was so unimpressed with the finished product that I didn't, I don't care to watch any other movies with the Rat Pack in them, even though I've already seen a bunch, but... Okay, so my next takeaway is get to the point. You need to establish normal and then break it. Um, and okay, so don't hang around for ages before and after. They hung around when they were establishing normal for a long time. And then they broke it with, we get the inciting incident, right? And then it takes them forever to get to the next point. Um, okay, and so they're failing to advance the plot most of the time. Almost every scene did only one thing. Like nothing really advanced the plot. And like we said, getting everyone together to discuss the plan took over half of the movie. And like I said, in the in the new one, you know, even though the, the heist was so much more technical and so much more advanced and, you know, detailed, it still took a quarter of the time and even including introducing characters. Anyway, so that's pretty much my takeaways. Um, do you have any final comments, Mr. Nolan? No. Nah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. We didn't like it. No, we did not. 
we watched all three of the new Ocean's Eleven and and liked all of them again. You know, we yeah. own them, and we unfortunately bought this one, and we'll probably never watch it again. No. <laughs> I can't even turn that it on was, for the kids. That was for you, podcast listeners. That was. We spent our our ten dollars, our budget, <laughs> our movie budget from the Patreon subscribers. On this. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, no, like, I mean, I, I can't even turn it on for the kids. We could watch it with the kids. It was that boring, but there's so much smoking, you know, I was yeah. like, like, what are they doing? Yeah. Anyway. And one person dies, but it wasn't even dramatic or he just drops dead in the street. Yeah. Lots of guys drop dead in the street. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. Yeah. In the movie. Exactly. And they walk away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That ending was so depressing though. They lose the money. The money gets burned up and they end up, the movie has them doing the hero walk, but it's not like, hero walk. It's they're dejected. depressing. Yeah. yeah. The, I did like that on the billboard that they walk in front of, it had their names. Saying their real that, names. Yeah. Saying that they're, they're playing at some casino. Yeah. Doing a show. In Vegas. Yeah. Yep. That was pretty awesome. Anyway, so yeah, so there's there's um, that comparison for the original. There, we've saved you some time. Don't go watch the original. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's it for this week. I hope you all have a great week, and hopefully we will talk to you again next week, and there won't be a baby because... I don't, I don't, why am I saying hopefully? I don't care when he comes. He can come whenever he wants to. It's easier for planning purposes if he waits until the 18th, though. Because then we have all our ducks in a row. Anyway, so we will talk to you all later. Um, bye. Bye. Bye.